What's up, everybody? So excited for you to hear this episode with me and Tessa talking about love and basketball. We started the episode out with a conversation about Brianna Taylor, which can be found in our list of episodes under the name Justice for Brianna Taylor. So definitely go and listen to that and enjoy this episode. Either they don't know, don't show, I don't care about what's going on in the hood. This is Tessa, and she's clapping. Yes, this is Desmond, and I am clapping. Welcome to Adventures in Black Cinema, your passport to black film. My name is Desmond Thorne, and I will be your host and your film aficionado for the day. And I'm very, very, very excited to welcome today's guest, Miss Tessa Claire Hirsch. Give her a big round of applause. Thank you. Thank you for privately in your own little homes, putting your hands together and applauding me. Yes, yes. I was going to say, Tessa Claire Hirsch is in the house. She's not in my house. We are in our respective houses (laughs) in this time of quarantine. So I want to ask, so all of the listeners know, Tessa, what do you do uh, in your professional life? I already kind of spoiled it and said that you're a professional actor, but you can expound on that a bit. Okay, well, because of the pandemic, especially this is what we were talking about as I was setting up the microphone and stuff, uh, I, I I will say... I am so much more than what yes. I do, and productivity is only is a, is a concept that is toxified by capitalism. Amen. And I am somebody who enjoys yoga. Yes. I enjoy old-fashioned 1950s movies. Yes. I enjoy dogs, and I follow all the dogs on Instagram yes. that's possible. Yes. I am an aspiring gardener who doesn't have a natural green thumb, yes. but is really interested in it and is loving like finding and finding like this, like there's all of these like brilliant, like um, black gardeners, planters, mm-hmm. like farmers. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling so inspired to like connect to land and feel ownership Absolutely. of land and, and relationship to yes. land. Um, by them and so I want to have a relationship with a garden and and to adorn the earth and I also have been in many other lives I was a massage therapist I was a doula I was a behavioral therapist for individuals on the autistic spectrum I have run after school programs which I think are like one of the most important things in a community and very undervalued I know very much often run by amazing black women who I've been so honored to work alongside and watch and um, and I've been a teacher yes. and a trained therapist. And now I get to live my life doing a lot of acting and comedy and writing comedy and doing podcasts, like um, vo- voicing characters. And um, I'm really lucky because I have 
this comfort because I have a commercial campaign that's a few years mm-hmm. running and that is has um, made it so that I get to make so many different free choices. I got to get to experience what it is to have abundance and make choices from a place of what do I what feels good yes. to me, um, which is amazing it's an amazing that is incredible let me tell you every time i watched i walked past an h&r block i was like there's tessa she's in astoria she's in crown heights she's everywhere (laughs) and every time i went to the gym i saw the commercial on tv and i always like smiled and like cheered and stuff no one would know what was happening but i knew i was seeing tessa in the h&r block it's good to be transparent at H&R Block, you know the price before you begin. It makes things crystal clear. Upfront, transparent pricing. Sorry, Trevor. Know the price before you begin. It's better with Block. Like, if I had gotten a heads up about this pandemic, uh, if I had had a <laughs> wish, I would have wished to be able to send love to all the people all over the country that I know and don't know and send them warmness, kindness, a smile and love from afar. And so the idea that I get to have this, these posters up smiling and like at these (laughs) people and I get all these like text messages of people being like, Hey, I saw you, you brightened my day. Like it's amazing. It is actually like a, feels like a dream come true. Like I would, I want to be smiling all over everyone. Like that is incredible. It's, a, it's it. It really feels like what a that metaphor is incredible. for what I want. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, I'm very happy for you. I also tried a little bit of gardening. I did some seed starts. I started some uh, oh. marigold seeds and some shasta daisy seeds. It was a very it was a very wonderful process. It's really nice to like take care of things that are, you know, organic that we are connected to. Like we are very much connected to the yeah. earth. It's very grounding in a lot of ways. Um, it's beautiful. I really am having that experience. I'm. S- it's so cool. Send, please send me some pictures. Yes, of absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So today's episode is called Adventures in Careers and Companionship. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the film Love and Basketball. So excited. I've been waiting to do this one. So, so excited. But first, we must play the game that I play with all my guests. Y'all know the one. It's called Who's Invited? This is a tasty burger. I love it. So, if it is... I'm Yes, you're the first person who said that. Everyone else has been so nervous. I'm glad that you're excited. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited. Yes. So, if it's your first time at Avengers in Black Cinema, uh, this is a game that I like to play with all of my guests. And basically, this is a game where I will rattle off a list of black films directed by white people. And my guests will decide for themselves if this film gets invited to the cookout or not. And, you know, I feel like these films also, in getting invited to the cookout or not, it's also kind of just like, is this film in the hearts of black people? You know, like, do we claim Mm -hmm. this film as like truly one of ours? So 
Here mm. are the rules. I will, like I said, rattle off a list of films. When you hear the name of a film, you can either respond with yes, sir, if you think the film is invited to the cookout, or by Felicia, if the film is not invited to the cookout, in your opinion. You shall not pass. If you have not seen one of the movies that I list, uh, just go off your instinct, uh, whether that be a poster or trailer wait. or you know just the title of the movie. Um, and this is timed. You only have one minute. So I'd like to try to get through the list as quickly as possible to truly go off the dome. Bring it on. So let's do a little practice round first. Uh, okay, okay. I think some of these are classics. Uh, there will be, well, we will see. Okay. <laughs> first example is the color purple. I can't believe you named that one first. That's the first example. The color purple was directed by Steven Spielberg. And the color purple is, I think, the only film that I'm going to say yes (laughs) to. It is the only one. When you told me about this game, I was like, the only person I would invite was Steven Spielberg's color purple. (laughs) I think it might, I think, I think we, I will find find out out. if there's anybody who surprises me. We'll find out. But that is the only one. <laughs> that is incredible. And you know what? I, I, I think Steven Spielberg has a pretty amazing wife named Kate Capshaw. She was in um, Indiana Jones and some other things. Oh. But she's a real activist and really doing some amazing work Ooh. and stuff. And I think she, I have no idea, but I think she really influences some choices uh, around his and the motivation to do things. I mean, obviously, Color Purple is an amazing thing, so it was like a no duh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think there's, I think there's a pretty amazing Word. woman behind Amen. that film as well. I mean, there's a lot of we know, we know there's a lot of women, yeah, amazing yeah. women behind that film. But but one that people may not know about. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next example is The Wiz. Dang it. <laughs> I mean, oh no, Desmond, this is tough. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, can I, if I, I'm inviting the film, not the director. Yes, the film, not the director. The yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. The film, yes, yes. sir. The director, by Agreed. Felicia. Agreed. The director, by Felicia, the film. Yes, yes. Because yes. it's the people. Because it's ours. Exactly. It doesn't, it's what, it's ours. That is so true. That is so real. Very accurate. Mm-hmm. All right. Last example before we get into the real round. The Help. By Felicia. Absolutely. Get that shit out of here. Get that shit out of I still... Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Adios. Auf Wiedersehen. All right. Wow. I'm going to begin the timer for the actual factual. And let me turn off these breathe notifications. Uh, Mute for today. Honestly, but let's take a breath Yeah, that's true. Oh, thank you for being in this beautiful black body. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to look at your beautiful black body. Uh, yes. I mean, you are so glowing uh, right now. I wish everybody on, uh, could see. You're just glowing. Thank you. Thank you so much. You thank really are. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm like overwhelmed with positive emotions. This is beautiful. I'm so excited <laughs> for this. I'm so excited for this. Okay. Uh, I'm starting the timer now. Okay, coming to America. Damn it. <laughs> it's 
ours. Yes, yes sir. It's ours. It's yeah, it's ours. Foxy Brown. Ooh, people are gonna be mad at me, but by Felicia, people are gonna no, be mad about no. that. I, I get it. I get it. I, I, I will take your DMs. I will take your messages. Talk to me. I get Later. it. Uh, the preacher's wife. A hundred percent. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love me that too. movie. I love that me movie. Me too. Uh, Paris is burning. Um, I haven't seen it by Felicia. Uh, what's love got to do with it? Oh, it's it's ours. Yes, <laughs> it's ours. It's ours. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Dream girls. It's a, yes, sir. Yes. But but I'm telling you, Dream Girls would have been better if it was directed by a black agreed. person. I didn't oh, realize oh, that it wasn't 100% directed agreed. by agreed. It yeah. would have been way stronger. Mm-hmm. And last... Way stronger. Last one will be Bad Boys. <sighs> this is tough. Yeah. I'm ready for your negative feet. Fa- fa- I... Oh, God. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. What? I will take the DMs. I will take the DMs. Uh, I'm so happy that there, that Black Empires made money yeah. off that movie and the sequels yeah. of it. It is a very enjoyable movie, but I am actually offended that that movie is made by a white director. Word. And so the movie, the movie has to be by Felicia for is. me now because that's not the kind of, that's not who I want to share potatoes Word. with. Word. Amen. 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 Is it? <laughs> That was great. But I will take your DMs, people. Uh, I will take your DMs. People. That was great. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, that. That was really fun. You really shocked me. I thought I was gonna buy Felicia. Everybody. I mean, once you really start digging, it gets very surprising. Like when I played this with James the Third, he kept cracking up because he was like, "Oh my god! Like what? Like um, how high is directed by a white person?" Um, half baked, both weed movies directed by a white person. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. There are some that are like less it's less so surprising, crazy. like Big Mama's House. You're just like, of course, a white person directed that. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's exactly. like, duh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. So let's get into the nitty gritty of love and basketball. You are here for one reason, one reason only. So, Love and Basketball was directed by the amazing, brilliant Miss Gina Prince by the Wood. This film was released in 2000. And a little summary if you haven't seen it or you don't know about it. This film is the classic, the classic love story of two skilled basketball players named Monica, played by Sanaa Lathan, and Quincy, played by Omar Epps. Literally, literally. Uh, They meet in childhood, and the film tracks the ups and downs of their relationship over time, as well as their respective careers in the game of basketball. Uh, I love the structure in this movie. I think a lot of movies that, uh, 
you know, tell stories over a period of time can learn some lessons from the structure. Because what Gina does is she sections the movie out in quarters like a fucking basketball game. And it's so dope. It's a very efficient way of just dropping you into the separate time periods of their life. It's so dope. It's genius. She's so genius. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely genius. And speaking of genius, these lead performances, Sanaa and Omar... Uh, I cannot believe yeah. it. I. This is the thing that I'm going to say probably 400 more times in this ep, in this in this podcast, which is, why is Sanaa not living the life of Julia Roberts? Agreed. Agreed. Oh my God, 100% agree. What the fuck? I do not get it. She's brilliant. Why is she not living the life Absolutely. of Julia Roberts? Agreed. I, she is. she's everything everything she's absolutely incredible um and i feel like what's the last thing you saw her in recently i saw her in the hair movie on netflix oh yes 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 how was that um it had the netflix flavor to it which is sometimes the netflix movie feels like the it was filmed real quick and so it was the first take instead of mm, when you know when you're you're like warmed up and you're really like, good and you're living and you're you know yeah yeah exactly Damn, that sucks. it felt like it wasn't a, it wasn't like depthful word, choices word. and not a, not I think she probably tried to bring them because obviously she has Absolutely. the capacity for it but if you're like you know if you're doing a 16 hour day and you know Absolutely. like dealing with this type but whatever Netflix movies make I don't know why they feel so totally totally also I think sometimes in the movies that they produce themselves that they don't like acquire from someone else there is this kind of like yes it's like you though you are a streaming service your movie doesn't necessarily have to look like it's like a made for TV movie in a way with like the way the lighting is the way the yes. shots are yes. like th- yeah exactly. I agree with you I agree with you 100% and um, mm-hmm. speaking of great performances in this movie there are so many because this film also stars Alfre Woodard Queen 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 she's so good <laughs> she is so good she her, she did so good she did she truly understood Absolutely. that character. She really, she played the least likable character in the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. And she brought so much love and compassion to that performance. 100%, 100%. And I'm very excited to talk about the scene between her and Sanaa near the end. We gonna get to that. We gonna get Ugh. to that. We gonna get to it. Uh, Dennis Haysbert is also in this movie, also known as the Allstate Man. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? He plays Quincy's father. I had to look up his age because I was like, say what? I was literally like, wait, he and Omar are not the same age. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I literally was like, I was like, these fools don't even know what, what age black people are. And then I looked and I was like, oh my God, he's like 66 now. yeah. It's crazy. So he was appropriately 46 at the age. He was playing an age appropriate right. role. And I was just like, I don't understand. I think of him and Omar as the same exactly. age. Exactly. It was. Exactly. It really that man blew my takes mind. care of that himself. That man does not age. He, take, he takes care of himself. Yeah, he does. Um, who else is yeah, in well, this movie? I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure he is. 
comfortable. Word. He got that campaign. Oh That's that black, black person spokesperson. Word. He, got a, he, he all right. <laughs> Thank goodness for him. Absolutely. Uh, we also have um, Debbie Morgan in this movie who plays Quincy's mother, who is so good. So good. I I looked her up on IMDb as soon as she came mm-hmm. on screen. I was like, who is mm-hmm. this? Why is she so bright? Mm-hmm. She's so sparkly on camera. I don't understand. And I'm glad to hear that she's done other yeah. stuff because she was new Yeah, and she brings an instant depth to the role. It's like you meet her in that beginning scene with everybody. Um, and for some reason, when like the camera hits her, you're like, oh, there's things. There's like things. <laughs> there are things going she, on. She, her role was the most. Her character arc was the most surprising. To absolutely, me. absolutely, absolutely. It, so good. Uh, yeah, I'm so really, good. Feel, really. Re- I mean, I. <laughs> yeah, she was delicious. Kyla Pratt. Also, that double dimple. Wait, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Morgan's double dimples. <laughs> double dimples. Yes. You are double blessed. That is God kissing you on both sides of your cheeks. You are double dimple blessed. blessed. You are double blessed. And she sure is. She's so fucking talented. Double blessed. Like, that's someone whose work I want to uh, definitely dig more into. I've seen her a few times in things. Yeah, me too. I think someone the other day, like, uh, posted this pic collage of super underrated uh, black women actors. And she was one of them. I was like, she, yep, yep, yes. Yes. Very underrated. You, sh- you should have made that page. You know, you. I feel like you are a little bit of an encyclopedia. Yes, yeah. I be knowing. I be knowing. Um, Kyla Pratt is in this movie. Young Kyla playing young Monica. Uh, so adorable. And so good, like adorable because we're seeing Kyla Pratt in the past and like remembering when she was young, you know, the Dr. Doolittle days. Yes. An amazing reminder that she's always good and she has always been good. When the boys on the court ask her if she's nice. Can I play? No. You nice? Yeah, I'm nice. I was like, yes. (laughs) Yes. The scene where I saw her and I was like, this chick is so strong is when they were doing that little kicking scene where he was like, oh yeah, well I can do this. And she was like, I can do this. And then they were like hitch kicking yes. at each other like in that scene. And there was like really no lines and her energy and experience of that moment yes. was, it, it was so depthful. I was just like, this soul is absolutely. so strong. She's wonderful. I could have watched that forever. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like, there is a kind of, like, sadness when the first quarter ends because there is something so great about knowing these characters as children and kind of watching that stage of, like, love and liking. Love. Uh, It's so good. And honestly, when I was watching it, I thought it lasted longer. I was like, wait, it's over already. No! Regina yeah. Hall is also in this yeah. movie. Regina Hall plays Monica's older sister. Which, ah! I mean, but isn't it crazy? Because here's the thing. Regina Hall, Sanat, like these are all women who have had, they're, they're the top of the top yes. when it comes to like when we list at the top of our top. And yet they are so undervalued. Absolutely. Like Regina Hall has been bringing 100%. it and adding seven more layers than is on the page to every role she's ever done. Absolutely. Because that is a small, teeny little yes, role. Just... And she brought 
so much. So much. She was like, oh, you want to dip? I'm bringing seven layers. Yes. Like, (laughs) she brought... Uh, what a complex character she, she brought. She is so good. It, it, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And her and Alfre. Have you seen? Uh, oh, yeah. Her and Alfre have gotten You Better Act awards on this show in previous episodes because they're two of my faves. They oh, are two uh, of my faves. It's Regina. Have you seen interviews with Regina? She's yes. such a fool. Yes. She's so funny. She is, <laughs> She's so funny. She can keep up. She can. She is just like. She's so freaking hilarious. Like, it's really, she's so smart. She's so off the cuff. She's just a a fool. It's in the most amazing way. Have you seen, um, did you see Romney Malko did a um, independent film that he put, he created himself. He produced it. He, he directed it. He wrote it called Tijuana Jackson. It's on Amazon right now. No, I haven't seen it. Let's let's watch it together yes. and do it. I, I got to see it. Um, I got to see it in a screening, and Regina Hall is in it. And Regina P- Hall plays his. Um, what's it called when you're out of jail and you have somebody who watches over you to make sure that you're doing the things right? They come over and check oh, in. Oh, like, parole officer. Yeah, that's word, the word. word. Yeah, totally, totally. Officer. Regina Hall yes. plays Romney Malco's. Oh, that's a great officer, matchup, and it is. So so funny and amazing. Uh, she's she's just everything in the entire yeah. world, and I just like if there is if I had to pick one person to learn from and work with and follow for the rest of my life when it comes to like aspiring actor, she's she's my person. Amen. Regina, uh, Hall. A- Regina Hall. Amen. I would pick her every time. Amen. I have to put you mm-hmm. on to this movie that she was on that she was in a couple years ago called Support the Girls. It's so good. I, I I remember the posters for it, but I never it's saw great. it. It's on Hulu. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. Oh, I, 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 and I always forget that she's in this movie. Gabrielle Union is in this movie looking exactly the same. Exactly the same. Literally. Um, <laughs> Honestly, she doesn't look as good as she looks yeah, now. Honestly, that's so true. She Honestly, doesn't even look that as is good. So that is accurate. That is so true. She looks better now. <laughs> Honestly, she looks that better is now. So true. And she is so such a storm of gorgeousness. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And she's so comfortable. She has like three lines in the whole freaking movie, but she, she makes, makes it impact. look like she's a starring yeah. role exactly. in the show. Exactly. And you're like, why isn't she on the exactly. poster? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like in the corner uh, and <laughs> love basketball I mean, and Gabrielle Union yes <laughs> and Gabrielle Union <laughs> yes it, she's just such it's so I just she's great honestly anybody who got to be on set with Gabrielle Union in like this period of time in her career yeah. where she was just like bopping from movie to yes. movie killing it being gorgeous having fun little roles and killing it and being a storm of delight like <laughs> They are also lucky to have crossed paths. Absolutely, with her. like she's just, she's just, and then to look at that role and what she built into her career and what she made, and now I think right now she and Dwayne Wade are like in Time Magazine or oh, something shit. as the top top hundred most influential people yep. of like of the era. That's amazing. 
And look yes. at that little roll she yes. made. She took that little roll. She made it a whole sandwich, a whole Absolutely. meal. She looked so fine. Uh, she just kept trucking around in her career where people were giving her pretty girl roles because she's the prettiest person that we've all seen in, in yes. ever. And she just and she just kept knowing her yeah. worth and knowing her Amen. worth and bringing it. And now she's Amen. killing it and being an influential in our society. Mm. Amen. And it's just, and you know mentioning too that in real life she is married to a basketball player and they are two people who are yeah. also dealing with the themes that we're going to talk about today of career and companionship those are two perfect yes. examples Boris uh, mm, really Kojo are. is in this movie he plays uh, Monica's date to the spring dance I <laughs> definitely forgot that he was in this movie but he's so fine oh. that's a fine man and also, Miss Tyra Banks is up in here for a scene. Uh, Tyra Banks. I love what she yes, brought. me too. Her and Omar Epps, this is a reunion for them because they were in higher learning together playing an athletic couple. Oh my God. Oh, I forgot yes. about that. Oh, Only wow. like five years prior to this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Doing the thing. I love I love that it was Tyra Banks, and I love what yes. she brought. I it it gave so good. much meaning to that role. Tyra is good. She really She's is. Really good. She really is. Yeah. She and I and I'm always expecting less yes. from her. Honestly, yes. I really do. I'm I'm the person who's not expecting the most. Word from her. word. I on. I I always and then she always shocks me with how much she She's brings. So She's good. A great. She's actor. so good. And um, a surprise to me in the credits, something that I forgot about, was that uh, Ruth E. Carter did the costume design for this movie. And Ruth E. Carter, Shut yeah, up. yeah. So she's very well known for doing a lot of Spike Lee's movies, a lot of his earlier movies, and for winning an Oscar, being wow. the first black woman to win a costume design Oscar for Black Panther. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> Spike Lee, thank you for my start. She is an incredible costume mm-hmm. designer. Ever heard of it? Yeah, ever heard of it? <laughs> she is incredible. <laughs> she um, also did movies like What's Love Got to Do With It with incredible costumes. And like this movie, you can tell that she added that extra touch. The costumes are like really specific in terms of like what Alfre Woodard wears, you know, what yes. um, Sanaa Lathan wears uh, throughout the movie. Um, Kyla Pratt's costume as a child in the 80s. I mean, everything about it dead is just on. dead perfect. on and perfect and just so well done. It's done that with care. So exactly. Sense. It's done with more care. And also Omar's outfit for prom. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh my God. So good. So mm-hmm. good. Uh, yeah. I love it. So, so good. That was a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. And a few fun facts, which will actually kind of connect to Ruthie Carter's career. The first fun fact about this movie being that after reading a script, uh, after a script reading of this film at the Sundance Institute, where it was developed and where it also premiered when it came mm-hmm. out, uh, there was a bidding war 
after the script reading, which was won by Spike Lee and his production company, 40 Acres and a Mule. So Spike Lee is a producer on this producer film. On yes. It. Yeah, because he, know, cause he, he knows. knows what's he up. He knows. It's interesting. There's actually one, there's like one moment in the film where I was like, ooh, this is a Spike Lee flavor to it. There was one. Yeah, yes. The, the moment when, um, the the um, sports announcers are like talking about the like new freshmen yes. and the blah blah blah. That was such a yes. spiky vibe. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't think of that, but that mm-hmm. is so so accurate. And I love that he is a filmmaker who is very prolific himself, and also you know uses that to give opportunities to other up and coming at the time filmmakers, and that's the dream. It, yeah. You know? The, the like, black Hollywood network, like, the way that black folks have supported each other yeah. in Hollywood yeah. and lifted people up, like, when I hear these stories and see these ways and see the, like, ways that people are just going above and beyond and, and, and just, it's just so beautiful. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Uh, And that is definitely a dream of mine, you know, when I'm out here making films and doing such, like, I want to lift up other voices as well, you know, hopefully have my own. You already are doing it. Oh, thank you. You're already doing it. That's true. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. That's true. You're already, you totally are. Thank you. Every day. I mean, you're talking about these films and reminding people to have a relationship with these films. You're talking about these actors and reminding people, have you remembered this person? You're doing shout outs. You cast, you hire, you spotlight, you shout out, and you do it privately too. Like you do all of the amplification on all of your platforms and stuff, but you also do it so thank privately you. to support and reach out. You're 100% oh, doing it. thank yeah. you. Oh, that's great. Ah, Tessa making my day. Thank you. (laughs) Um, uh, Another fun fact about this movie, the opening scene um, where Monica's pushed and gets a scar was actually added because Sanaa Lathan actually has a scar on her cheek. And I love that as a way of like, you know, being a writer and director and like meeting uh, the performers' experiences and like crafting that into the story. I love doing shit like that. Love, love, love that. It was so meaningful because it actually looks a little bit like a kiss. Yes, like yes. The actual shape of the cut and the scar looks a little like a kiss uh, on someone's that's so cheek. True. And the idea that this boy made such an imprint that he's on her. He's scarred her. He's there. He's There's an imprint of him on her. And like, yes, it's like complicated because he pushed yeah. her. But like, it's like you're a part of yeah, me. Yeah, You know, like... Uh. Absolutely. That love. It's a genius. That's I love learning that. It's genius. That. That's genius. Genius. Speaking of geniuses and Alfre Woodard, fun fact, Alfre Woodard has played oh. Sanaa Lathan's mother three times in three different films. In this film, obviously, in a film called Something New, and Tyler Perry's film, The Family That Prays. So they've they've been able to work together a lot, which I love. That makes me really happy. That makes me super happy. That is 
so cool. They must be so in love in real life from that. I know. You know? It's like the body doesn't know the difference when you're acting exactly. the family love and the, the body doesn't know the difference. That is so they, true. They, that is so true. And having done it so many times, it must just be like, hey girl, how you doing? Just like a big old yeah, exactly. uh, love family hug. So oh, I love that. So Me too. I love um, What was your first experience with this film? When did you first see it? Where did you see it? I just saw this movie for the first time. This is a movie that has been on the, oh, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that. And people being like, oh, you would love it. Oh, you would love it. And me being like, I gotta get on that. And it's just never happened. Honestly, because so many people around me had already seen it. That I like didn't. Yeah. So... I and I had just missed it like 2000 like I just like wasn't really watching a lot of movies totally. and I like, saw the poster but like didn't you know totally right? it came in like 2000 mm-hmm. so 2000 yeah yeah and I just like I just missed totally. it totally and so many people have been like but I so this was my first experience with yes. it and I'm just like what the so it's so crazy to see all the star studdedness <laughs> of it and absolutely the, like, are you kidding but it also hurts a little bit to watch it because I'm like, I don't understand. If they were giving this in 2000, why aren't they living a different career now? Yeah. Because everybody here, and like, they are. They're top of their game. Right. Like, everybody knows Sana's name. Everybody knows Omar. Like, they are. But also, like, I actually still don't understand why they're not even. I agree. I absolutely agree. Because these are the movies Absolutely. that these are the type of movies that make you become Julia Roberts. exactly this, these catapults you know and they yes. deserve it they're fucking incredible I absolutely agree in watching this um, you know thinking about Omar having just been in that movie with Neil Long um, but then before that like yes. but still and her too honestly her too Neil Long she can do no wrong. Nia Long can do no wrong. Nia Long. Nia Long can do no wrong. Nia Long. Nia Long. Nia 100%. 100%. Exactly. And like, exactly. we know that. Yes. I wish everybody could see the face <laughs> you're making because it's exactly the right feeling. Yes, it's, yes. it's just exactly <laughs> like, this like, you, this, you're, you, you're a star. You're soaring. I want to high five yes, you and explode. Yes, like, literally, you make me shake my head. Literally, yeah. And I mean, we know that. We know yes. that as a community and as Black people, uh, it's just, yeah. I just don't understand. Like, why aren't they Tom Cruise? I agree. Why aren't they, like, I agree. Wait, why don't they get to be like? I just don't understand it mm-hmm. because they gave you what. They showed you what they can be. Exactly. They gave it all. Why? Why aren't they everyone's? Why aren't they America's darling? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I remember. I mean, I know the answer. There's people I mean, yes. responding to me on this podcast. They're listening at home and they're like, "Cause I'm black. Cause I'm black. <laughs> like, yes, because I'm racist. We know that. Because of institutional we're, racism. We're basically saying like outside of that. <laughs> We don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we exactly. don't understand because that's, it's just not fucking fair. It is unjust. Yeah. It is not exactly. fucking fair. Um, I've yeah. seen this movie several times. I was trying to remember when the first time I saw it was. I think someone showed it to us in a high school class 
Um, my And it might have been my English teacher freshman year. He was very, very much an activist and very, very much about us learning about as much black shit as could fit into the curriculum. Um, so I know. I wish I had a teacher I know. Like, that. like the first mm-hmm. book we read that year was Betsy Brown by Nizoke Shange, who wrote the play for wow. colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. Yes. yes. That I mean, I was just like blown away by the kinds of things that we would do in that class. And I'm pretty sure he showed us this movie at some point. Um, I guess you can make some sort of connection to like high school and shit, but I think mostly he was just like, this is a dope black movie. Let's watch it. You know, (laughs) which is a good enough reason. (laughs) And that's the thing. The thing is, I have met so many friends who have talked about that one teacher that helps them like expose them to more of black culture and black history and black likeness in a way that just like wasn't a part of their like suburban culture or world. And how much that changed the trajectory of 100 percent one teacher. It's just when someone was like, really? You just like showed them behind the curtain yeah. a little bit and like gave them like the nourishment exactly. of black culture in a different way than they were able to access in their little town or suburban right. town or perfectly normal metropolitan Word. town. Like <laughs> it's not like you know, like it's it's everywhere. Yeah. In in the yeah. It can really change. Absolutely. So, you know, if there's any teachers listening. Word. You're you're still helping out when you when it's a rainy day and you turn on Love and 100%. Basketball as the movie instead of teaching. Yes, 100%. <laughs> you're, st- you're still helping. 100%. Oh, that's so real. That is so real. Um, so let's dig on into these themes of career and companionship. I wanted to talk about these in relation to this movie because they are two really big themes that pop out to me in terms of, you know, like I said in the summary, watching the trajectory of their relationship, but also watching the trajectory of their careers. And I love specifically that this film shows a very accurate trajectory for both of them. But I think more so for Monica. I mean, the fact that you watch her all throughout this movie work harder, learn faster, and be better just to make it, period, like full stop, (laughs) is like incredible. While we do see that Q in many ways had things handed to him in some ways in terms of like being legacy a lot yeah in a lot of ways Uh, he's legacy his father's in the nba he is a man and you know he's been people were writing about him in high school around stuff yeah and and in contrast seeing monica being told to calm down calm down and like she can't play sit sit on the sidelines yeah mom being like just look pretty you you and your tomboy drop it drop exactly exactly absolutely heartbreaking Heartbreaking. and like i said before i love when kyla pratt steps onto the court and she's like yeah i'm nice with the like not shook at all no insecurity like confidence (laughs) security in my skills and we need to see so much more of that that so much more of that because even when Monica is having a tough time. She always believes and knows she has fucking skill. Skills. Skills. 
She's talented as fuck. And I love watching movies about black people who are very good at what they do. And there's never, that's never a question about either of these two. It is never a question of like, are they good? <laughs> no. Nope. That's not what this is about. <laughs> no. uh, it's so good. Yeah. They were both good and worked hard. Just, absolutely. You know, Omar just had a, had a smoother process in it, but they were both worked and they worked hard and just was, that just wasn't even a part of the storyline. It was just a fact. Exactly. And, and they were also surrounded by good black yes. athletes who worked yes. hard. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's just a fact. Absolutely. Absolutely. That they reference in the beginning, I think, as kids, they have this wonderful conversation about, like, who they want to be in the game. And it's so good. It is so, so good. So I wanted to know from you, did you see any connections between your hustle as a working black woman as uh, and connecting that to Monica's hustle in this movie at all? Well, I don't work as hard as Monica did. <laughs> That's just true. Uh, word, just, word. Do any of us? That's just true. <laughs> she, she, she was work. There was a moment when she was got two basketballs on yes. her. Yes. Oh, she was incredible. <laughs> two basketballs just like dribbling after practice, yes. just doing, getting her more reps incredible. in. Incredible. Um. So I'm looking at that and being like, I don't know that kind of motivation. <laughs> I don't know that's that. hilarious. If somebody was. But I'm just not an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like that's a thing. I think athletes have a, a thing that is not that is not in me. It's, <laughs> I work hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it's different. Yeah. I don't, you know. When then people say practice is over, I don't grab two basketballs no. and start dribbling. I'm like, well, um, go home. <laughs> no. Let's go. Let's go get a milkshake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. But you know, it you know, um, in terms of uh, working really hard and um, it, working really hard, being very talented, and I don't know if this even is her experience, so I don't know if it relates. I, I feel. Um, very lucky in the way that I did get recognized in different situations in the comedy mm. world, but also like I'm I'm a killer on stage. I'm massively talented yes, on stage, yes. um, and um, I really was super undervalued when I mm. when I got opportunities by a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, Girl, I know, yeah, and. Uh, I know you know because you're a superstar and the, the 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 theaters and stages that we both worked on we had to yeah. you know they were like sure you could be the tertiary character right. in this thing and help me out with that thing right. you know exactly. that kind of stuff because you're utterly reliable you'll you'll make so much of this but like it's not the same as just being a star and being recognized and getting all the opportunities that others did and also being so allowed to fail, yeah. which I feel like I, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of opportunity same, to fail. Same. I feel like people were very much like, is she funny? Right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Spool. I'm, <gasps> I'm funny and so much more charisma on that stage than you could even write about. Uh, <laughs> like, literally. Amen. Amen. Literally. Um, so the, just like being in a world where like, so I guess in like that way, it's like almost like, women's basketball mm-hmm. almost like maybe women's basketball in general where people are like are they even good at right. basketball it's like, <laughs> what the fuck do you think yeah 
Yeah. Um, uh, so in that way, I relate to it. But in so many ways, I didn't because she was such a star yeah. and so worked so hard. And there's so many times that I, I think I would have given up. Mm, um, when that coach is getting and on like her. Pivoted. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, and um, and then also like the way she didn't she had some family support right. um, from her father. Mm-hmm. But then they the way that her mother didn't support her i i my parents both supported me in my acting career but that experience of being subtly undermined yes Yes. (laughs) um by your parents um you know i can relate yes yes and that reminds me of um two lines that struck with me this time around and the and re-watching this movie both of whom are said by monica's family members uh, the first line that really stuck with me again, fucking Regina Hall making this <laughs> performance here. Um, there's a point where uh, Regina Hall, who's Monica's sister, is doing her hair for the prom, and uh, Monica yes. asks her sister, "Have you ever been in love?" And Regina Hall responds with, "Too many times," and. What a response that also gives you such a clue into the depth of this character. And of course, also her delivery and just her her ease on camera in general. You're just like, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. Um, but it just like, it, it's another thing that really separates this movie from a lot of different romances. I feel like in a lot of other different romances, that question would have been asked and the answer would have been like, um, you know, uh, either something like, just simply yes and then go into an anecdote about it or be like oh yeah so many times and like have like some sort of joy about it but the fact that this one was too many times as she shook her head while doing her sister's hair is just like it's it's real it's real and and i think another way would have been um to present it angry yeah. or with too with shame yes and she didn't choose either she didn't of choose those either of those because Regina Hall is everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see that she's like, and I've and I've learned lessons, and I have you know learned mm-hmm. how to move forward. But that shit, you know, you do carry these little things with you. Yeah. Regina Hall is the umami flavor mm-hmm. of acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is just like so much more than you can so even describe more. and a full sensation yeah. she is umami yes she had it it was four lines yeah. i think it was four yeah. lines in that yeah. scene and it makes such a fucking impact but a whole it's world so so good <laughs> i can see the men she yes did it. literally i can see the men the situations she, and you can feel I it i see them in you my can mind feel yes, it i saw it I felt Absolutely. She, she psychically transmitted yes. it, captured it onto DVD, and transmitted yes. it into my yes. mind. The relationships yes. she had that she was referencing when she said uh, too many. Literally, an empath to empath moment. And also, yes, yes literally, <laughs> literally. It was just like, yes, here with it. Um, and the second mm-hmm. line that really stuck with me this time around is said by her mother. So when uh, Q breaks up with Monica, when they're in college, Monica goes home. You know, she's super upset. She kind of wants to go home, see comfort in family, and be in a familiar place, you know, 
Um, and she's talking to her. She doesn't even say anything to her mom yet. She just has a look on her face because she's upset that you just broke up with her and like had another girl on the side. And uh, Alfre Woodard sees Monica. She looks at her and she says, it's just a game. And that really struck me this time because of the twofold meaning of that. The kind of showing the, the misunderstanding and the miscommunication that's going on between the two of them. Her thinking that the only thing that can make her this upset is losing a basketball game. And also the kind of... And... Oh, what are you going to say? Yeah, no, go keep... T- oh, no, keep and going. also exactly um, the double meaning of, like, her saying it's just a game in response to this love, to this relationship, to that that's going on as well. And you can see um, Sanaa read that in her face as well. Because when she says what, she's almost just like, what do you mean by that? Like, how did you know what's happening? And then she clarifies about the basketball game. But that double meaning there is it's incredible. It's incredible. Which is which is why so the so and what what is that? That is genius in the writing. That is genius in the casting. That is genius in the directing. Yes. That is uh, literally also I think in that moment on a directorial level, I think in that moment Alfie is outside in the driveway yeah. and Sanaa has walked into the yes. garage. So they're actually like in the same place, but actually in different Literally. places yes. at the same time. Yes. Like, so it's like genius directing with the metaphor on metaphor and metaphor. Like the, this, this director says so much without, without words. She sure does. It's just, and just trust yes. the audience. Yes. She trusts her audience Ugh. so much. She does not play dumb. She sure doesn't. Us. Um, and and then Alfie giving it, and then Sanaa gives us actually listens. Yes. Like you see exactly what we're all told to do when we act, which is just listen to what's actually just being listen, said yeah. to you. Just listen. And we get to see Sanaa listen, and then it makes we get to have at the same time as Sanaa this really complex like say what? Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It, Yes, yeah. it it gives us the space to have our own moment with it as well. It's uh and it's also this micro hurt too yes. because basketball has never been just a game exactly. for Sanaa, for Monica. Exactly. Like, never. And so you're being cruel you're being and your mom is trying to love you, love you and be comforting yeah. and you don't still don't know how to comfort your yeah. own daughter, yeah. which is heartbreaking. heartbreaking. And you're also your daughter has come because she's in right. need. You don't know what to right. give her. You're belittling the only thing that she has clearly expl- explained to you that is and she important. Leaves. And she leaves because deservingly mm-hmm. so. That mom missed the mark. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> missed the mark. Absolutely. Um, there's also something that I really appreciate about this movie. Um, that almost was part of the title of the show uh, because it starts with a C and it's the sense of competition that's in this movie and it really shows that competition does not have to be a bad thing. Uh, These two are competitive with each other in a lot of ways and these one-on-one games they play together are so 
fun and engaging and again mean so much and do so much without them having to say anything and that stays true even as the stakes raise to that one-on-one game they play at the end for their ultimate love and uh marriage and i think which yeah it makes me understand why Spike Lee fought tooth and nail for this Word. movie because Spike Lee loves basketball yes. so much, and I assume that Gina must love yes. must love Absolutely. basketball because if you love basketball, you can tell this story and you can trust other people to see what how the story is being told exactly through the basketball. Exactly, uh, <sighs> it's so good, and it's. Uh, Again, just a sign of the gift on many levels because you also had to shoot these basketball games. <laughs> you gotta shoot them. <laughs> but I had this thought, I had this thought and I was like, wow. I was like, honestly, it feels so good to see beautifully cinematic yes. basketball, yes. women's basketball. Yeah. I wish I had yeah, more. absolutely. Cinematic, beautifully shot women's absolutely, basketball. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think a big thing of the competition that they have in this movie is that they do push each other to be better in a lot of ways. And um, it is not a codependent kind of like push. It's not um, toxic. It's It's a very generous and real support that they have for each other. And seeing your boo shine, you're just like, I see you shining. I appreciate that you're shining and that makes me shine as well. And it's just, oh, it's just so beautiful. And just doing, you go, I see you go doing your work. Yeah. You go do your work. I'm going to go do my work. We both do the work. We both do the work. Yes. 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 Totally. And they set it up so well and that's why the betrayal of Omar is so Oh my God. Oh my God. It's actually, it's actually pretty handled pretty subtly yes. in the film, yes. which is brilliant. So because we are trusted as an audience to be intelligent and be emotionally connected and attuned to this story so we can feel how much of a betrayal it is. Absolutely. That's so real. Yeah, I actually forgot that moment happened and I think I gasped this time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the f- Fuck. What? And he knows that. He knows that that is the kind of betrayal that it is. Because you can also read that on his face. And it's... 100%. Oh, it's just so real. Uh, Omar's... uh, Omar's acting in this is insane. Absolutely. What he can do with his eyes, as another person, as another actor who has big eyes, it is... One's eyes are so... It's actually pretty difficult to be on camera with really big expressive yeah. eyes because you really have to manage them. He tells everything with his Literally eyes in the everything. most gorgeous, subtle way. Literally. It's just insane. It's so good. I mean... It's so good. What, what he does, he literally can has control to take out the sparkle in his eyes or put it back yes. in. Yes, He, he has control of his autonomic nervous system like (laughs) it's really crazy insane and i don't think that those are things that i noticed when i saw this when i was young i think you know 
being mm-hmm. older, having just lived more experiences, and then also just knowing more about how hard it is to be really good on camera and specific on camera <laughs> and live on the camera and how much oh, yeah. I appreciate when people do. And that's why I love working with actors. Oof. That's why I love working with actors because yeah. when y'all be doing that, it is just like, it takes my absolute breath away as does Omar and Sanaa and like everybody in this movie. Because what he's, what he's doing yeah. is... I mean, yeah, he does that. Some actors are doing more channeling yes. than yes, acting. That's, that's true. what it feels like he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because he was... Absolutely. His... Literally channeling. Also, I could just kiss on his face forever. Yes. So uh, he actually doesn't have to do anything. I could just... Word, word, uh, <laughs> uh, greed. And I wonder from your perspective, you know, um, you are married to an actor, Mr. Jonathan mm-hmm. Braylock. Um, and I wonder in terms of you two being in the same profession, um, are there any like supportive, competitive moments that y'all have been through that you can think of? Um, you know, yes, John and I are really lucky that we have both gotten some big wins and big disappointments in our relationship. And we really both have had those in this exciting way. Um, so we really got, have gotten to see it, but we, I didn't, uh, well, that's not true. I was going to say, I didn't really get big wins until we were already married. So there was a little bit of a gamble, but it's not true. I had, did have some big wins before that. John is the most, I'm the most, I'm, I think I might be the most happy, happily married woman in the entire world. Uh, I love that so much. I have been gifted the most amazing human being that I get to be partners with, friends with, lovers with, business partners with, co-supporters with. I'm so insanely lucky and excited about our partnership and we just keep growing together and that's like part of the deal that is what um folks that's what you're supposed to do supposed to grow with somebody Uh. it's so cool it's so so cool and we you know I, i knew it before but then in quarantine like him being becoming such a significant person in my life because we really have lived we also do a lot of siloing in our lives like we're like i go do my thing you do my thing and like we catch up while we're brushing our teeth but and that that was our life because we were such hustlers in our lives before this and now we've been home together so it's really a new phase Uh, of our lives and i am just turned to him all the time just like i cannot believe how lucky i am and in the last like nine months right like we've gone from like me killing it and filming and being super busy to lying on the couch crying in the fetal position watching Gilmore Girls for hours yeah, and hours. That's real. That's <laughs> like, so real. Like I've been I've been in so many different places in this and have had and he has been able to like meet me, support me and be my friend in all of those different oh places. Oh my god. Yes. So like 
so in because of that I really understand I really feel the betrayal that happens in this yeah. movie when she has a win and he doesn't support her yes. because he thinks his grief is uh, and disappointment is the focus and I know shutting down yo I hey I I got some PTSD mm-hmm. I got like I I know shutting yeah. down and and yet there's never been a point uh, that I have n- not been able to also celebrate John's wins. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, I wonder if he was on this with whether he would say, actually, there's moments when <sighs> I feel like I don't have room to celebrate because you're having a hard time or something. Like maybe there's more complexity mm-hmm. to it than I'm experiencing. Um, but for me, it, we have just supported the hell out That's of each amazing. other. And... Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. I mean, you saw it. My microphone and headphones yeah. were working and he just comes in and helps me and does yes. it. You know, like he's got my yeah. back so hard. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm gonna have him on the show. I'm one really day. lucky. I'm gonna have him on the show. It's going yeah. to happen. I'm excited. I know. Have you been on his show? No, no. But I love it. I love it. You guys. I know. Ugh, I do it's too. so good. Well, that's not true. Do I love it? I don't know. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes it interrupts my Sunday morning <laughs> because they're always recording on Sunday morning and I just want to hang with my yes. bill. So I don't want him talking yes. on a podcast. Word. So, I, don't, I, I sometimes like it. I respect, I respect it. it. That's what I yes. say. I respect yes. it. Um, <laughs> it. It made me think of when I was in college and I was dating a guy who was in the acting program with me and there is already just a, a competitive nature to that in and of itself. He was a year below oh, yeah. me, but you know, just being a um, a dude in an acting department, there's like competition for roles and stuff. Being gay totally. on a college campus that's a public university within a theater department, you best believe that there was like low key competition in terms of like, you know, who could flirt with this guy, who could, you know, all that bullshit. But then we lived in an apartment together my senior year and we got cast in a show together. And it was really beautiful in hindsight to see that when we were in that show together, we would come home from rehearsal and like work on bits. It was a very physical comedy. Um, we would work on like physical bits and physical choreography and like ways to make things better and funnier together. And wow. it was amazing. Oh, what a joy. It was amazing. It was like definitely the best part of our relationship. We are no longer together, but we're still friends. And he, uh, mm-hmm. you may have met him actually. He was the AD for the disruption. Do you remember? Oh, uh, I have like a vague image of a person. Yes, totally. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he works with me a lot now on like set and stuff, and he's so helpful. And I think that's kind of like that experience kind of led to, you know, this is what this relationship can be, even if we're not dating. It can be a nice support. We can just like it's so help huge. each other and support each other and like help mm-hmm. to make things better. And it's great. It's so great. Yep. And it's so beautiful. I love in this movie, as we were talking about, you know, in the beginning with Monica and how it shows such an accurate trajectory for her as a black woman in athletics and just in the world in general. I love that she is victorious at the end. I love it so much. was so and a mama. Yes, and mama. She got to be a mama. And she got to be a mama. She got 
it yes. all. She got it all, and it is so delicious yes. and nourishing yes. to get that image Absolutely. forevermore. I'll have that image yes. in my head. So when I'm pushing and I'm trying, it's like I can have everything I yes. want. You can have you know, all these passions. including Omar. Including I can have Omar, Omar yes. as my husband. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can have all of these passions. You can be passionate about many things and really have them all. And I also was thinking of um, when we were talking about Alfre and Sanaa's relationship in this movie, there's that intense scene near the end um, where it says so much about so many things. And I, I think it says a lot to us in general, like generationally, these kinds of ideas and thoughts yes. about where we are supposed to be in terms of our life and specifically in this relationship where she should be as a woman at this any given point in her life um, is very, very important. Just reads in terms of this, like this generational gap in a way, if that makes sense, you know, it's very interesting. Oh yes, definitely. But it's all, but it's a generational gap in some important ways because Sanaa really missed her mom. She, she really, really did. didn't see. She really didn't see that this mom is strong yeah. and generous and yeah. and like a fighter. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, and and like the sacrifices and offerings are beautiful. beautiful. That's a strong woman. Beautiful. And Alfie really transmitted that very clearly to us so that we we had no pity for that woman yeah you know yeah absolutely absolutely uh yeah it's so so good and then yeah and but so like then so like that generational miss too of like i'm an independent woman i'm doing my thing i'm following my career blah 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 and i look down upon yeah the generous offering and love and strength of a woman who chooses to step to the side for her of her career and also chooses to say actually this is a new thing i didn't know this love this thing exactly it is significant to stay home and be with my children Mm -hmm. it is significant to support my husband this is valuable i'm nourished by this and i and there was lines in there it was clear that it was there was conflict for that character Mm -hmm. like it was she wasn't just like i love this is everything i've ever wanted clearly something she missed too which was perfect but there was still like no, you need to respect this too. Absolutely. And you're missing it. Absolutely. Um, and I loved that element of that conversation. It presents both sides with such empathy. I feel like, you know, it is very easy to get down to your laptop or your typewriter or your pen and paper and write a scene in mm-hmm. which the mama is just mean. She doesn't get it. And the daughter is just right 100% of the way. And it's like, they both have points. <laughs> yes. They both have points and they are both totally. sticking to their truth the best way that they know how. And ugh, it's just so good. This conversation just is filled with so much life and richness. And it's not a long scene. It's not a long scene, but the moment the moment of you didn't this broke my heart Ooh. actually it reminds me a bit of my mom. Ooh. You didn't need me. You didn't care whether I was at those basketball games or not. 
it didn't matter whether I was there or not. And then Sanaa being like, what? Yeah. It mattered. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these games mattered and you supporting me mattered. And that mom not seeing it, I've got a little bit of a mama like that too who doesn't quite know her worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, it really broke my heart. That was, I definitely cried at that moment. Absolutely. It mattered. Absolutely. And and being like, she was super successful. She she did all of her thing. And also she's saying, no, it hurt. You weren't Mm -hmm. there. It didn't hold me back. It didn't stop me. Right. But what if you had been there? What if? Oh my gosh. That really breaks my heart. That is incredible. Broke my heart. That is incredible. Yeah. In, 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 incredible. Um, One last question before I go to the conclusion of this film. In terms of bringing these elements of career and companionship together, have there been any kind of career and companionship balancing acts for y'all? I know you mentioned that, you know, sometimes it'll be like, I go and I'll do my thing and then we'll catch up and then you go and do your thing and we'll catch up. Have there been any kind of like balancing that's had to happen? Obviously, before, before Corona. Corona. <laughs> I mean, honestly, no, even in it, especially in it, because we are, we've had, we still have been working and writing and John, uh, um, That's great. Look, John can soar and store and do everything without me. That's just the truth of it. And I, from my self-esteem to my like ADD, really values John's support mm-hmm. in a lot of execution of my work. So we do a lot of balancing. And I wish John was on this because he would tell you like he rallies for me yes. in a way that. And, and we do, I mean, we've had like self-tapes and had to stay up to like 3 a.m. switching off, having to do self-tapes Word. and like you, you work with them and it's like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like there's just like an, an, an agreement that like you show up. We could be, we've been fighting before we've, because we're big, strong opinions. We have big yeah. brawls and we fought and but it doesn't matter. You still stop everything for the self-tape, even stop in the middle of Word. the fight to just do a self-tape yeah. and give that person two to three hours. Wow. Like We do a lot of like balancing a partnership kind of like rally for the other person totally. and help them reach their goal. And, and like John does it more for me, though, I have to say. Like he'll do all of his work and then I'll be like, can you edit this for me? And he fucking does yes. it because he is just superhuman yes. and such yes so cute uh, I and love the beard little, by the way little boy by he's the so way he's so and he got hotter he got yes. hotter it's so rude it's like you it's like how dare you get hotter in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> quarantine how dare you. you it's so rude thank you oh thank you so mm. much thank you I just got some new night cream girl I'm excited I'm hype I'm Is- hype is that what I'm seeing? No, I Is haven't used it I'm yet. seeing on your skin? Because you are gorgeous <laughs> right now. I need your skin routine. Thank you. Thank you. I actually had to put some um, aloe vera on because this sun be out here sometimes. So you have to like, you know, heal. Yeah. Heal. Yep. Moisturize. Moisturize. Heal and moisturize. Yes. yes because it'll be like. Yes. <laughs> yep. Totally. Uh, I know. So in conclusion about this film. 
Oh, this was so much fun talking to you about this. Uh, this film. I feel so nervous. Yes, this film is a literal classic. Uh, this cemented yeah. Gina Prince by the Wood into the game as a wonderful filmmaker who continues to make great films. I still got to watch The Old Guard. That just came on Netflix this year. That is her film. Gotta check that out. She flips the script and takes tropes of romance films and like makes them feel so, so, so real. Um, this soundtrack is incredible. It is essentially a cookout compilation. I was bopping to I know. all of these songs. Every I looked them all, single one. I looked them all up and I was like, I forgot about that song. I forgot yes. Michelle. Oh my goodness. Like yes. I I was so, it's so good. Uh, yeah. And that song yep. that she loses her virginity to, um, I was thinking to myself, damn, I wish I lost my virginity to like a beautiful song. That's right. Yes, yes. So, so good. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh. I was like, Tessa, you better sing. This this woman's yes. work. Yes. This woman's yes. work. Yes. I was like, Tessa, you better uh, sing. Because Tessa can sing, y'all. She can sing. She can sing. She can sing. <laughs> it's true. She can sing. Um, I also say that this film also quickly earned its spot in the list of the best black romances. And there it shall stay forever and for always. Always. And this film is available to rent on Amazon and iTunes. So check it out. Seriously. Get on Love and Basketball. And and with Amazon, you can buy it and you get to watch it for like 14 days straight. And it's the kind of movie that you actually would like really be happy to watch over and over again and like fold your laundry to. Like it's really like if you need some nurturing right now, like if you just... Like, just, like, cuddle up, put some comfy socks Amen. on, like, make something yummy for yourself yes. to eat, sit on the couch, like, file your nails, cut yes. your toenails, like, do what you need to do, take care of yourself, put some aloe vera on yes. your face, like, you know what I mean, like, do this, take care of yourself, and, like, fill your heart with this beautiful story of beautiful people, beautiful black people being excellent and excellent and nourishing themselves and working hard and being beautiful. 100%. The characters are beautiful. The actors are beautiful. Like, this is a self-care yes, movie. Yes, it Watch is. It, right it absolutely now. is. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. This is a self-care movie. Watch it. All my life I hate See you every week on Adventures in Black Cinema. We give out what is called the You Better Act Award, where we give an award to a performance that we think is undersung. It is so good and it deserves to be shouted off the rooftops. So we do that here on this show. And this week's You Better Act Award goes to, drumroll please. Debbie Morgan and Eve's Bayou. So, as I was saying when we were talking about the summary, Debbie Morgan plays Quincy's mom in Love and Basketball, and in Eve's Bayou, 
she plays a character named Aunt Moselle. So East Bayou is a movie from the 90s. We're definitely going to do this in the show one day. It is directed by Casey Lemons, and that was her directorial feature debut, and it's also incredible. I watched it early on in quarantine, Quar, and I loved it. Uh, there are so many amazing performances in this haunting film, but I was very much drawn to Debbie Morgan's portrayal of Aunt Moselle. Uh, this is a period film that takes place in 1960s Louisiana, where a young girl played by Journey Smollett sees her father, played by Samuel L. Jackson, doing something she was not supposed to see, and secrets and lies from the family begin to unfold. Uh, this being Louisiana, of course, there is an element of voodoo and mysticism, and Aunt Moselle works as a psychic, and all three of her previous husbands have died horrible deaths and accidents. Debbie gives a performance layered with strength, sadness, and spirituality. She's definitely one of the coolest characters I've encountered in the film in quite some time. Um, Debbie actually won an Independent Spirit Award for Best Supporting Actress for Eve's Bayou, because the Independent Spirit Awards, they be knowing, they be getting it right, they acknowledge women of color they be way knowing. more than anyone else, and they actually give out wow. things to good performances, good movies, good directors, so appreciate them for that. And... This film, Eve's Bayou, is now streaming on HBO and HBO Max. So check it out if you haven't, which Tessa, check it out. I have not. I'm going to. I'm going to talk to, I'm literally going to close this and be like, John, let's watch Eve's Bayou. (laughs) (laughs) It's something else. It's, It's real good. Megan Good is also in it as well, and she's great. She's so, so good. So I hope you enjoy it. So, in closing for the show today, some food for thought for y'all. Have you ever been in a competitive relationship that was actually positive in that this person inspired you to be and do better for yourself, just like Tessa and John's beautiful relationship? I hope we can all find somebody that special who lifts you up and that you can lift up and that... You just are both lifting and growing together. I love it so much. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. This was amazing. This was the highlight of my week. Thank you. I love this. I love seeing you. you. I love watching this movie and talking with you. I'm so nourished. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you. This was such a blessing for today. It's been... A rough week. It's been a rough few months, but being able to talk about film with wonderful, beautiful people like yourself is such a joy and such a treat. I feel the same way. I also want to thank our audio engineer, Matt Mozzarella, our producer, Angie, our executive producer, Miss Amanda Seals. And next week on the show, I will be getting into the nitty gritty of Menace to Society. So make sure you listen to that. Thank y'all. Stay safe, stay black, and stay blessed.
Oh, it's over. Great.